sex, drugs, and spirituality. I'm Sydney DeLorean, and I'm here with hashtag fan favorite Rob Love. How's it going, Rob? Real good, Sydney. That's right. Hashtag fan favorite at, at Rob Loves Beard. Hit me up on all the social media. I'm on Craigslist. I'm on Angie's List. I'm on Yelp. I'm on Hulu. So hit me up. Good <laughs> to see you. Um, yeah, hit him up on all of those platforms. Uh, also hit him up on Twitter and, um, you'll be delighted. You're not going to see pictures of his beard, but you will see a lot of great nature pictures. And, um, if you're really lucky, he'll hassle you into producing more content. (laughs) My pleasure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're a real pusher, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta burn to earn. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I love it. I am very much in the same boat where I, uh, when people are like, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm like, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. You are going to regret not doing it. Make more content, make more art, travel more, have more adventures. Uh, because, like, honestly, you're never going to regret spending less time on your couch. Um, so, this is true. This is true. Very Motern mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. Motern philosophy. Well, that's the, that is the <laughs> church that I worship at. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, do you want to introduce today's topic? Today's topic is the moon, and Rob has a lot of stuff to tell me about the moon and maybe some conspiracy theories about the moon. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really understand space at all. Um, My electives in college, they make you take science electives, and almost everybody I knew took um, classes about rocks and the planets. And I didn't. I took all biological science and physical anthropology. So um, I don't really understand how the solar system works. Um, but I'm going to learn. I did take I did take geology 101. So I took the rocks class. So I know a little bit about, you know, sort of the that kind of stuff, how rocks are formed and whatever. But I did, I never took any kind of astronomy class, so I don't know about all that kind of stuff. I never got into physics, too. I was, I was slated to take calculus-based physics in my fourth year um, of college, but I dropped out at the end of my third year, so I never took it. <laughs> That's right, because all the cool kids drop out. Um, well, I figured I, I didn't need a degree in molecular biology in order to mow lawns and pick up trash at a hospital so uh. i didn't need to spend eighty thousand dollars on an education to work at a shitty neighborhood bar but here we are and um here we are one day i'll either pay off those student loans or i'll die so we have that to look forward to hopefully one happens before the other it would be sad if they happened on the same day (laughs) that would be the worst case Sorry, you made me snort. Yeah, well, I just, if that happens, uh, it's said now on record, uh, just play Alanis Morissette's Ironic at my funeral. Um, Because even though I don't like her very much, that would just be fitting, so. All right, well, um, I got to admit, I I didn't do a whole lot. Most of the research I did for this episode is from a song that I found 
called The Moon is a Spaceship by mm. the Paranormal by the Paranormal Song Warrior. So I, I ran into that song and that kind of gave me the whole idea for this episode. And unfortunately that's about all the information I have. So we can play the episode at the end or we can play that song at the end of the episode. Is that um, song a and, Matt Farley joint? Uh, well, he's the one that he's the one that turned me on to it. Okay. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that Matt Farley has much else to do with it. Though. Oh, okay, because it is the paranormal song warrior. I see. I'm Correct. looking at yeah. it right now. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so we can play that at the end of the episode, and everyone can kind of like hear hear the inspiration for the episode that they've just listened to. Excellent. Cool. Well, so are you prepared to get really angry about all the lies that you've been told about the moon for your whole life? Because that's what's about to happen, Sydney. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I've been told anything about the moon. I That's true. That's I true. have seen I, that old movie, um, A Trip to the Moon, like one of the first ever like short films. Oh, science. Science documentaries? Uh, I haven't seen any science documentaries. <laughs> no, I'm saying Trip to the Moon was, oh, was, uh, yes. was one of the first science documentaries about the moon. <laughs> that's, it's, yeah. that's a good joke for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about. But look up Trip to the Moon. It's really uh, pretty. And I think it was the inspiration for that Smashing Pumpkins video. Um, and, oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, so that's about all I know about the moon. I, I'm pretty sure it's not actually made out of cheese. I was thinking about it. Um, I think it was just today or yesterday. I was like, "What? Like, I've never been taught anything about the moon. Maybe just a little bit in like middle school, like natural science class, or mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't get into it. They wouldn't get into it in a high uh, high school science class because that's like biology, chemistry, geology. You know, you don't get into astronomy, and at least not when I was in high school. Maybe they do it now." Yeah, but unless you unless you pursued it in like um, you know uh, what do they call it college? <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say secondary education, but then I was like, I think that's high school, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, but know. then what See, is college? Is tertiary education? I just stay in school, kids. Stay yeah. in school. <laughs> or don't. But you never. You never learn about it unless you're in an astronomy course, and uh-huh. that usually wouldn't take place until college. So the general public really is just kind of like informed by osmosis almost. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, but we we definitely take the moon for granted. Oh. I'll say that. Wait, okay, but do we take it? Take it for granted would mean that it's like it's providing us with some sort of benefit that we don't appreciate. Does it provide us with a benefit? It does stabilize our orbit or not our orbit, but our axis like the the um, you know how the Earth's axis is rotated at like 23 degrees or something like that. Uh huh. I believe that that is kept stable. Um, by the by, the fact that the moon is around, you know, orbiting around us, and it, the moon also, of course, has effect on the tides, and keeping those regular, you know. Um, so it does it does give the Earth benefit. If the moon wasn't there, 
they say that life as we know it wouldn't be possible on Earth because we wouldn't have regular seasons. We uh-huh. would go from like, it would be like autumn one day and then like winter, you know, like it would be like every week we would go through extremes instead of having this sort of slow, gradual progression of the seasons like we have now. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is necessary for life as we know it. Um, let's see, to start off, let's start at the beginning with how the moon was formed. And this is the official, this is, if, if you went to astronomy class, this is what they would teach you that, okay, the earth is about what, five, six, five and a half or six billion years old, something like that. Mm -hmm. About four and a half billion years ago, um, it's theorized that, um, like a kind of a planet sized object asteroid. Um, they say it was about the size of Mars, um, named Sia, um, impacted what was then earth, which was called Terra at that point. Um, so when Sia smashed into Terra, um, it created earth and there's, and then the moon was formed at that point is what they'll tell you. They'll say that either um, Sia was completely absorbed into Terra and that chunks of Terra flew out into space and eventually formed a moon. Or they'll say that chunks from both Sia and Terra um, flew into space and coalesced together to form the moon. What? Okay. Okay, so the moon yeah. is made out of either chunks of earth or a composite of earth and this meteor and Terra and Thea yeah and Thea or I guess it's possible to why not throw in the third possibility in that scenario that it's mainly chunks from Thea but I think I think most people think that Thea would have been more absorbed into the earth and the earth would have terra, spit out terra. yeah that there would have been like chunks ejected at a high enough like velocity velocity to escape you know gravity earth's gravity and get out into orbit basically i don't know if i can handle this information um well this is this is what the scientists are going to tell you i haven't even i haven't even gone into the weird stuff yet this is why learning <laughs> real stuff is cool because it'll blow your mind because okay the moon I know everything has to have an origin, and so you just don't think about it. But it's, like, super smooth and round. So the fact that it could have been a composite from two different objects, and then it just ended up getting all smoothed out over time, you know? Well, that that's how basically all of the planets were supposed to have formed. There was supposed to be, our solar system was supposed to be, like, a cloud of gases or something. I don't know. It was just a bunch of stuff out there that eventually through like gravitational forces between the between the particles kind of coalesced into hmm, clouds i guess and then yeah. eventually like through gravity just like got more and more compact and bound together and that's what formed the planet that's honestly what I'm trying to achieve with fitness is my body started <laughs> out as just like a mess of stuff out there in the universe and I'm hoping through fitness we can kind of like coalesce the this mess of objects into like 
like a better, smoother, more efficient shape. So I, I'm understanding now. I got an analogy in my head of how the solar system was formed. By George, I think she's got it. Yep, here we go. So, okay, so that was four and a half billion years ago. At that time, the Earth was still basically a molten mass. Um, so there were no trees growing yet or anything like that. You know, it was... No one, no one was upset when it happened, thankfully, right? Yeah. But let's, so, and then, like you said, moon moved out, and then it just found its orbit, reached its stasis, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been that way, and it's been that way forever. That's what they want you to know. That's what oh. they want you to think. There's some weird stuff. Let me just get into some weird stuff about the moon. Um, scientists, uh, People smarter than, than either of us, like astrophysicists, have done calculations based on gravity and the distance apart and everything. And they would, by their calculations, say that, you know, based on Earth's mass and the, the um, close proximity or whatever, the pro- you know, the proximity to Earth that the moon is, that the, the moon should be 40 miles across. The moon is actually almost 2,000 miles across. Yeah, 40 miles across would be kind of small. Would be very small, but based on how close it is, I think, um, and the, you know, just whatever, all the factors that determine the regularity of the orbit and all of that kind of stuff, and the fact that it stays within our orbit, um, because if it was as, you know, if it was as massive as it should be, for how large it is, right? Mm-hmm. It would have it would have gradually gone away, I believe. I believe that's it wouldn't stay in the same orbit. If it was the actual like mass that its size would um, suggest, uh-huh. then it would not be it wouldn't be able to remain in the orbit that it that it's in. Because it's too big. Because okay? it's too it's it, if it would be too massive. Okay. Yeah. So we're thinking it's so, like not solid. Is maybe, that maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's hollow. It could be hollow. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. We'll get into that later. Um, now let's see. It's also okay. Here's here's something that does not occur in any of the other planets' moons. There are, you know, other moons on other planets in our solar system. Um, Titan is one of them. I think that one's around Saturn. And uh, I think the biggest one is uh, some weird Greek name. I can't think of it right now, but it's around uh, Jupiter. But they don't behave the way our moon behaves. Our moon has a perfectly circular orbit around the Earth. It's not elliptical at all. So Ah. it's the same... It's the same distance from the Earth at all times. Which is not which common. Is really, which is not common. Um, it also doesn't rotate. You notice you, you only see the one side of the moon. What? I've never you noticed ever... this about moon, the moon, but I also couldn't tell you what color my boyfriend's eyes are, so it's not like I'm an observant <laughs> person. Um, well, that's the whole thing with the dark side of the moon. They call it the dark side of the moon, not because it's always dark, because it's not always dark. It's just that we can't see it. It never faces the Earth. I didn't. So no so matter you, where you are on Earth, it's the same side that's pointing at the Earth as it goes around. 
Exactly. Yeah. Which is really weird. You'd think it would maybe spin a little bit or mm-hmm. something, but but it, it stays completely still. Another thing is it the the moon's orbit is uh situated in such a way that we get lunar eclipses. And that doesn't happen. Yeah. But that doesn't happen for the moons of other planets. I don't believe it does. Huh? Um, and well, here's the weird thing. It may, there may be, there may be some moon shadows on the other planets, but here's the thing. Um, the sun is 400 times larger than the moon. But it's also 400 times farther away from the Earth than the moon is. And that's why so they look the same size? The exact same size. And that's why we're, that's why we're able to have those total eclipses where, mm. it's just, where they line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of weird stuff where it's like, really, it's that perfect? It's really it's that perfect to allow it to happen? Um, let's see. It's uh, if you if you drain the Earth of water, uh-huh. it would the the moon would be smoother than the Earth, which is kind of weird. Oh, because the um, moon doesn't have like these deep divots that we have, because we have like some really deep oceans, and the moon doesn't have any yeah. of that going on. We got Marianas Trench and the Himalayas and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and the moon is, for the most part, really smooth, except it does have these um, some some weird structures um, on them. Uh, there are some pillars that are they're these spires on the. You can see them in some photographs of the moon surface, uh-huh. and uh, the tall the tallest of them is about five miles tall. Oh, which seems insane right i mean the tallest building on earth is what half a mile i don't know like some of the shit going on in dubai is out of this world um yeah they're they're pretty tall but i don't think they're more than a mile you know what i mean yeah i think uh okay let's see uh the burj khalifa is um oh it's in fucking meters i'm in i don't know what this okay. means, it's 828 meters tall, um, but I don't know what okay, that, that is in miles. That's like that's like half a mile. Okay. Yeah. So that's the tallest structure on Earth. Uh-huh. It's half a mile. And there are these, it's like a, a kind of a cluster of spires with the tallest one being about five miles. They range in size. Um, but I, um, I think I remember reading that they are in the same relative positioning as the like the great pyramids at Giza what so there's like this there's this like astronomical or astrological or whatever there's this regularity to it where they're they're positioned in the exact same way and that kind of stuff yeah that kind of stuff repeats could the Go Egyptians ahead. have built the pyramids inspired by these spires? Like, are these spires visible from Earth? Are they part of the texture? Like, or not? Uh, I don't think they would be able to see them with, with the technology that at they're the reported time. to have. Okay. Yeah, at the time. All right. But that, 
but those but those kind of like themes do kind of occur in different regions of the world like um i don't know this episode isn't about isn't about that one but um oh, yeah but maybe weird... we'll do ancient aliens at some point because god fuck yeah. those people who believe that shit yeah the big structures the weird mega structures and stuff that are that are ancient so yeah, um, but back to the moon. Back to the moon. Let's see. It's also weird that, um, let's see. It has a the surface of the moon has um, a really high concentration of of like titanium. Has like ten times, I think, the concentration of um, soil that you would find on Earth's surface. It also has some weird um, alloys that you would only find. Uh, like brass. Brass doesn't occur in nature, but they found brass on the surface of the moon. Because we sent okay. probes there and they brought back samples? Yeah. I yeah, right. Yeah. We've supposedly if you if you if you believe that we've been to the moon, uh-huh. then you'll believe that we went there and brought back samples and tested them. And so we that's found how brass. we know the kind of stuff. And we found brass, which is an alloy, I forget what it is. It's like between and I don't know copper I, I don't know um, but it's something that you wouldn't find in nature also they've found um, isotopes of uh, uranium I think it was uranium 236 something that you would never find in nature you would only find it um, like after like a nuclear explosion kind of a thing well you wouldn't find it in our nature but i would assume if you're on different planets their nature is different i mean no, chem- i'm just chemistry, supposing <laughs> no, chemistry is the same throughout the whole universe so these these crazy isotopes of, uh-huh. um, that just you know, can't no naturally be created they have to be man-made man-made or but through some sort of like like um oh what's it called fission Okay. You know, nuclear fission. That's when the isotopes are formed. They get like an extra proton thrown in their their um, nucleus or whatever, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's you know uranium two thirty six instead of whatever. Because there are naturally occurring isotopes of uranium mm-hmm. and all the other elements out there. But when they start having weird atomic numbers, like extra things removed or placed in there, that's when you know there's been some. Some horseplay. Gotcha. Uh-huh. So, anyway. Now. So there's weird stuff found on the surface. Um, another thing, you've seen the moon's crater. Everyone's seen the moon's craters, right? Uh-huh. Uh, there's little ones and there's big ones. But they only ever go so deep. Like, <clears throat> the, the largest craters have the same depth as some of the smaller ones. But basically, like, no matter what size an object hits the moon's surface... It can only penetrate so far. Yeah. That seems normal to me. I just, because I've seen people with acne scars and the (laughs) acne scar from a big zit and a little zit, it's usually like the same depth because it's only permeating like a certain layer of the dermis. And so even though like the surface area may vary, the depth is the same. And I just assume, you know, the moon may be the same situation. That could be. Maybe the maybe those people had sort of a candy shell in their face, which is how the um, the impenetrable layer of the moon's uh, you know 
just below the surface has been described. Really? It's been described yeah, like a hollow candy shell um, that can't be can't be penetrated. Basically, some of these, like these largest, um, I guess you'd call them asteroid hits on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're craters. They go down like a normal crater, like a big dimple, but the bottoms of the craters are often flat or even convex, like they the bottom bubbles upward in a weird way. Um, and always at the same, at about the same depth, right? Yeah, but isn't, I mean, that's normal because planets have layers, like, and they're different materials and they're different densities and such. So, like, that doesn't seem weird to me that, like, you have a, a planetary object and, like, maybe the outer, you know, layer is, like, soft dirt and then it gets, like, there's, like, a harder layer underneath. The Earth is like that. Anyone who's uh, built a home uh, especially in Phoenix and wanted a basement and they're like, fuck no, we can't build you a basement. It's too, it, it gets too hard, you know? Um, so like that just makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It's like a never ending uh, gobstopper. Like sometimes, you know, it's different flavors and composites in that shit. Well, what I would suggest is that, you know how we talked about the moon should be 40 miles wide, but it's 2,000 miles wide? Uh-huh. But it should, you know, based on its size, it should have a way larger mass. Like, it should be heavier than it is. Uh-huh. The theory goes that there's a big empty space inside. Okay. So it is kind of, it's like a candy shell. You know, yeah. like a cheap, a cheap Easter egg where it's not solid. But it's just the shell around that, you know, around a big hole in the middle. Yeah. So that, so that's what accounts for um, the fact that it doesn't weigh as much as it should, and that despite its size, it's able to maintain its perfect orbit around the Earth at, at the distance that it is. That makes sense to me. And this, this hollow moon theory, um, has is not really that far up, far up there because. Um, even uh, astronomers that have, like, supposedly been to the moon have have experienced um, a ringing effect. Um, when they first landed on the moon, they set up seismographs on the moon's surface. And later, when a lunar module, like, left the moon, it ejected its, like, um, third-stage booster or something like that. There was some kind of, like one of those ejected booster rocket things fell into the surface of the moon and the seismograph picked up this like ringing vibration. It rang like a bell for about 30 minutes. Afterwards. Yeah. So that kind of lends credence to the fact that it's hollow in the middle. Right. Yeah. So, so NASA noticed this and they're like, Oh, that's, that's weird. Um, let's try it with a, a bigger like chunk of stuff. So they intentionally like um, sort of launched this other, you know, bigger, heavier piece of machinery, whatever stuff um, at the moon. And it rang like a gong for three hours that time. Wait, NASA actually did that. They were like, hold on, hold on. I yeah, think this might like, ring. Well, let's let's shoot some shit at it and see what happens. That's just like your neighborhood punk ass kids who are like, I'm gonna throw <laughs> like 
Yeah, like that's. I'm gonna throw uh, Nerf balls at the cat and see what the cat does. Like, it's just some hoodlum well, shit. It is a little bit, but it was all when you can, um, you know, get away with it in the name of science. Then that's great. I'd say go for it. Power to you. Yeah. But yeah, the first time, the first time it was an accident, and then they were like, "Hold on, what's this? We didn't expect." Of that kind of like resonance or vibration coming from a solid object, it shouldn't behave that way. So they they tried it again, and lo and behold, it, it had a more pronounced, you know, like wow. ringing effect. Yeah, and uh, there was uh, I read you know, kind of a portion of an interview with um, one of the guys that was um, on the moon when it when one of these things happened. I don't know if it was one of the two that I just described, but at some point there was something that struck the moon while this guy was on its surface. And he said he could feel the vibration coming through his, his moon boots. Really? So, yeah. So weird stuff, weird stuff. Um, and then, so a lot of people there, I've, I heard uh, an interview with a scientist who was trying to dispel the rumor that the moon is hollow. Nobody really disputes the fact that it does ring mm -hmm. when it's struck, when it's struck with an item. Um, but some people try and kind of like maintain that it's, that it's solid and that the ringing effect is just because there's no moisture in the soil of the moon. Whereas when, you know, the, the question is, well, how come the earth doesn't ring? When, yeah. it's, when it's hit with like a, a meteor or something and they say, Oh, that's cause there's a lot of moisture in the, in the soil, um, of the earth and whatever. So that dampens that effect. But I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, huh. But then there are other scientists that just say, yeah, I mean, it probably does have at least a cavity in the middle. Um, so there's, there's, I think, it, it's not really a conspiracy theory that the moon is hollow. There might be some people that disagree as to how hollow it is um, or why it's that way, but it's pretty well accepted that it's not solid. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to um, reports from oral history um, from ancient cultures that describe a time before the moon existed. So Aristotle, you know, the ancient Greek philosopher, mm -hmm. he went and talked to, there's this town called uh, Nicaea. It was part of ancient Greece. Now it's located in modern day Turkey, but it was a kind of, they did a lot of astronomy there. I don't know why they did so much astronomy there. But um, even in ancient times, you know, mm -hmm. and so Aristotle went out to talk to these Nicaeans and discuss because Aristotle was he was interested in astronomy, too. Um, he kind of he and his um, cohorts tended to agree that the that the moon. I, I think their big thing at, at that time was that the moon rotated around the earth or something like that. Or I don't know. They, I don't think it was the sun yet. But anyway, he went to talk astronomy with these Nicaeans, and they described um, legends of a time before the Great Flood um, where the, the ancient people of Arcadia, which is another part of Greece. Okay. Um, 
these ancient Arcadians, also called the Pelasgians. They were the Pelasgians of Arcadia. The Pelasgians Pelasgians of Arcadia. Arcadia is the area in Greece. The Pelasgians were the people. A lot of people call them the Proselenes as well, which just means before the moon. Okay. Pro, pro Proselene. So these Pelasgians were described as um, having an oral tradition a time before the moon. Um, And they used to, I don't know, they just described kind of prancing around on the hillside, eating acorns, and there was no moon in the sky. And they've maintained this through their oral tradition. Maybe they just didn't Um, look up. (laughs) They're too busy looking for acorns. I guess so. There are also similar um, before the moon um, oral traditions from people in Colombia. There are some drawings or pictographs on these uh, Bolivian structures from about 13,000 years ago that describe a time before the moon and the moon, like, coming into an existence. What? Right? I don't know. Yeah. There's also a, a zoo in Africa as well. There's a Zulu um, legend about two aliens that brought the moon to where it is and left it there. Huh. Yeah. So... Yeah. 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 Do, do you do you lend any credence to this that the moon that humans existed before the moon? Well, here's the next thing is that in all of these oral traditions, you know, ancient cultures across the world have a great flood story. Uh-huh. And they all happen they all happen at about the same time, same length of time ago. Oh. These same cultures that describe a time before the moon say that the moon appeared after the great flood. Stop when the it. when the when the skies brightened, because remember it got super rainy or whatever. The sky grew dark with all the rain clouds. When the flood was over and those clouds went away, there was a moon there all of a sudden. What? That's what all of them say. That's what all of them say. All of the ones that we still know of. This is like 12,000 years ago or whatever, you know, like at least 13,000 years ago. So this, I don't know, it's hard to put a date on it, but 15,000 years ago, I don't know. And so people are saying there was no moon, there was a great flood, and then sometime after the great flood, we got a moon. There are reports that before the current moon appeared, there were two smaller moons. Or even, according to some some reports, some stories, up to like seven smaller moons. And those were responsible, because remember, life on Earth can't exist without something controlling the Earth's rotation or the, you know, the tilt of its axis and uh-huh. also the tide. So these smaller moons were doing the work of, of doing that. And then at some point, at some point, someone pulled the old, like, um, Indiana Jones getting the, putting the sand on the thing and grabbing the idol. They kind of did that with our current moon and the other moon. Like, they got rid of the old moons and brought in the new one. What? And that, and that disruption is what caused the Great Flood to happen in the first place. And that's why... After the flood was over, 
this new moon was there. Um, I mean, maybe all those moons merged into one big moon. Like a like the Transformers when they go into like a bigger Transformer. I mean, listen, if we're getting crazy. I don't know if it's that crazy. I don't know if it's that crazy, Sydney. I mean, a, astronomy is kind of crazy. Well, they're just trying to concoct the best story with the information that they can verify. Yeah, I get it. Um I and I'm not uh smart enough to know if this is bullshit or not bullshit. So I'm just going to you know, put it on the just supposing pile. So we think whatever caused the little moons to be replaced with a big moon is also what caused the great flood that we hear about in all these oral histories, uh, including the Bible. Um, including the Bible, Sydney. Yeah. Including the Bible. So this does sort of lend credence to truth in the biblical scriptures a little bit. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of truth in terms of, like, how people lived and stuff. I'm sure there are grains of truth in the scriptures. Yeah, but, I mean, okay. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sydney. Okay, tell me the thing. Okay. Some people, some people think that the, the Anunnaki brought the moon here. So that, that would fit the description from the, the ancient Zulu saying that these two aliens brought it in, the Anunnaki, mm-hmm. um, as you may remember from a previous discussion of aliens regarding Jay-Z Knight and her oh. Lemurian pal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There were, there were other types of aliens besides Lemurians. There were Anunnaki, and those were the ones that were supposed to have sort of elevated um, primitive life forms here to become sentient and hence the growth of civilizations and all of that kind of stuff. So some people think that the Anunnaki brought the moon here and may have used it as some sort of like battery that they would collect. They would collect energy somehow from the earth uh-huh. and collect, collect it up in the moon. And then they would, I don't know what they would do with it after that. That might have been where they hit all the gold. Remember, the the Anunnaki were here to teach us, you know, to become intelligent enough to mine gold for them so that they could collect the gold and take it back. To be fair, to be honest, like, I don't remember that. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, whatever they were doing. Yeah. Whatever they were doing. We're kind of thinking that their headquarters was located inside the hollow moon, which Ah. has a portal, which has a portal on the backside, on the dark side that Uh we can't see. That's where their spaceships would come and go, Sydney. That's where the spaceships would come and go. All right. So the, the dark side of the moon is a portal for the Anunnaki spaceships, and that's their headquarters, which keeps them conveniently located to us so that they can use us to help um, mine gold. Uh, and that hard, that hard candy shell, the uh-huh. reason why no, no meteors can penetrate past a certain uh, you know, distance into the moon, some people, Sydney, uh-huh. some people might think that it's some sort of a shield to keep us from peering inside the moon and see what's going on in there. Oh. Are you some people? 
you said it, not me. I'm just I'm just asking. Um, do you believe that we do listen, I'm not trying I'm not trying to out you uh in terms of conspiracy theory beliefs. Um but are do you believe that we landed on the moon at least? Do you think that um, happened? I would like to believe that we did not, but then this whole hollow moon thing kind of makes me think that maybe we did. Oh, and because there's a- you can't believe one without the uh, like you have to believe it, the evidence that's saying we have a hollow moon was gathered by people landing on the moon so you have to believe that people landed on the moon to believe that information they brought back to prove that people are on the moon yeah i mean you could probably piece it together uh, but without that that bell ringing thing uh-huh it that kind of blows it blows it open a little bit you know what i mean it's like yeah. oh wait that is hollow so the fact that it's you know, it should only be 40 miles across, but it's 2,000 miles across. Yeah. might suggest that it's not as dense as, you know, it looks. Uh-huh. So you could say, oh, maybe it is hollow. Um, but then the fact that, it's, that it rings like that, and then with all the other weird stuff that you find on the surface of the moon that seems to be like, you know, man-made, the brass, the, the crazy isotopes, um, yeah. the titanium, all of that stuff. It just kind of lends credence to there's some outside force involved, but it's not just natural forces. Uh huh. So uh... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say, but um, it, it's definitely interesting. You know, you'll never you'll never look up at the moon the same way again. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't look up at the moon, but I will now, at least, at the very least. <laughs> I will verify that the moon exists. Um, it's weird for a bartender. I'm not often out after dark. And if I am, I'm walking from the bar to my car and getting home, um, you know, under the cover of darkness. But I'll, I'll look into this moon situation and maybe we'll talk about it on a pup date. So whether I, I or not I believe the moon even exists. Well, it, it definitely exists. It's just how it got there that is the, uh, that's what's that question, basically. Is it a spaceship? Is the moon a spaceship, as the paranormal song warrior uh, seems to think? I don't know. We'll don't see, know. and we'll follow it up with that song so people can hear his, um, you know, thought-provoking lyrics. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, all right, well... I- Happy Monday or no, happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy hump day. Good Lord. It's like I, I've only been doing this show for two years. I can't remember what day it comes out on. All right. Happy hump day, everyone. Qu- question everything. Don't believe the lies or, or do. It's sometimes it's more comfortable to just um, believe the lies that you're fed and, and not, looking, not scratch the surface. So, uh, you know, red pill, red pill, blue pill. Make your choice. But happy hump day. Hashtag fan favorite. Hashtag favorite. <laughs> Bye, guys. The moon is a spaceship. 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 The moon is a spaceship
moon is a spaceship, the don't you know? It was flown here millions of years ago. The moon is a spaceship. 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 Do you follow? I know because the center is hollow. The moon is a spaceship. 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 That's what I say. And when the time comes, we're flying away. We're flying away on the moon. It's a spaceship.